This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Let's draw another picture over here about him stabbing her. Let's draw a picture down here of you having sex with her there. Okay, once you do this, I'm trying draw a picture of, of the bed and how she was tied down. But draw, draw a big size so we can see it. All right, this is one of the more disturbing scenes from the uh, Netflix show Making a Murderer, which became uh, quite a global sensation last year. So it told the story uh, of a man, Stephen Avery, who was once wrongly convicted, ultimately released from prison, and possibly wrongfully convicted a second time. The murder of a 25-year-old photographer. And on that latter point, I suppose, Stephen Avery remains in prison for that crime. Did he do it? Did he not do it? There's a bit of a a murder mystery angle to it. Uh, But I think maybe the broader point of the show was uh, the pursuit of justice and the blinders that the system adopts in pursuing people they've already decided are guilty. I think what went wrong the first time when Stephen Avery was wrongfully convicted was that the powers that be didn't want to see evidence pointing in another direction. They got their guy, decided that they'd got their guy, and that's what they went with. There's another character that that features into the story, and it's a young man by the name of Brendan Dassey. And I think to a lot of people who watch that show, maybe Brendan Dassey was an even more sympathetic figure, someone who had really been wronged by the system. Uh, He was also convicted uh, of the murder of that uh, photographer, Teresa Halbach. And, you know, who knows? Maybe he did play a role in her death. The way they went about coercing a confession out of this young man, getting him to admit to things that clearly didn't even happen, certainly flew in the face of the evidence. Uh, His defense attorney allowing him to be questioned by police without him being present. The clip we just played was a private investigator hired by the defense who refused to accept Brendan's explanation that he had nothing to do with it and was telling him what to draw and what to write on this confession note and then corresponding directly with police. Well, Brendan Dassey was ordered released from prison this week. His conviction was uh, overturned back in August And uh, earlier this week, he was ordered to be released from jail. Joining us to talk about these developments and what it might mean to to the broader case, the broader question uh, of who killed Teresa Hallback. Very pleased to welcome to the program uh, Tom Kircher. He's a a reporter with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Tom, so great to have you back with us here. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much. All right. So what what were the reasons then for Brendan Dassey's conviction being overturned and, and him being released from prison? So his uh, case was brought to federal court uh, in Milwaukee, and um, the basis of the the appeal, if you will, was that his constitutional rights were violated based on the way he was interrogated. Uh, you just touched on some of that. Um, the investigators for the prosecution in the federal judge's mind uh, had uh, used too much Coercion, pressure had fed him too many facts that they believed occurred in the case. And ultimately, uh, the judge decided that uh, 
his constitutional rights were violated. So the federal judge did not rule on whether Brendan Dassey is innocent uh, in the case, but he did rule that because his rights were violated, the conviction is uh, illegal. What about Brendan's mindset? I mean, you know, it, it certainly seems as though there, there's a question about his, his own capacity to understand what, what's happening. There's that disturbing scene where we see the initial interrogation video and eventually they, they get him to admit to certain things. And then at the end of it all, he asks if he can go back to school. Was this somebody who was competent to stand trial in the first place? Well, I, I don't know that that's ever been argued whether he was competent, but certainly I think it's fair to say that he was uh, inexperienced, naive. Uh, he had no police record as a, as a juvenile um, prior to this case. Uh, he was attending regular high school in Wisconsin, but he was also taking some special education classes. So clearly it was a, a, a kid who didn't know much about how the system operated. All right. So does that mean that his case is, is done, it's finished, uh, he's a free man and that's that? Or is there still an option that there could be a new trial in his case? There could still be a new trial. Uh, so the federal judge, as I mentioned, did uh, throw out his conviction. Uh, therefore, his new attorneys came forward and said, well, gee, judge, if there's no conviction, you can't hold our clients in prison. We want him released. And that's what the judge agreed to yesterday. He agreed that uh, under certain supervision conditions, Dassey should be released. Um, but that hasn't happened yet, and there are various uh, court proceedings still pending. So uh, pretty much immediately after the judge yesterday ordered Dassey released, the state of Wisconsin alerted the court that it wanted to challenge that decision. So. As of today, as of this afternoon, you know, Brendan Dassey is still in prison. So it remains to be seen um, whether he'll be released, um, you know, within a day or two or, or perhaps sometime down the road. Uh, but even if he is, there's still the possibility of going back to court. Uh, the, the state of Wisconsin is also challenging the federal judge's ruling that throughout the conviction, that's likely to be decided by a federal appeals court in Chicago, but who knows when that will be. Uh, if the federal appeals court in Chicago were to uh, uphold the conviction being thrown out, then the state would have to decide whether to retry Dassey again. So legally speaking, it uh, is likely to go on for at least some period of months, although it's possible that in the meantime, Dassey could be out of prison. Right. And, and look, I mean, given the international attention this case has received, uh, certainly that, that seems to be a, a driving factor or driving force behind these cases, getting the attention they're getting. Do, do you think it's likely at all that had this show never aired, that Brendan Dassey would be walking out of jail? Well, the show, you know, amplified the, the, the scenes that you, that you played, I think, uh, at, the, at, the, at the start of the interview, that the Netflix show amplified that uh, what happened in terms of how he was questioned, not only by the investigators for the prosecution, but as you showed, um, you know, even an investigator for his own original attorney was pressuring him to to confess. Um, uh, the, the theory of the original attorney for Dassey was that that would be 
the best case scenario for him in terms of a prison sentence, a lighter prison sentence. Um, but it's uh, it's difficult to predict what would happen. But I think what Netflix series did was focus the attention on how the interrogations were done, and it also caught the attention of a um, Center for Wrongful Convictions outside of Chicago that took on Dassey's case. And those were attorneys who were highly experienced, highly skilled, and are able to um, review his case fresh and bring a different approach. They didn't simply appeal his conviction. They instead went from state court to federal court and made their case about his constitutional rights. As it pertains to Stephen Avery, and I know Stephen Avery, since the show aired, I mean, he's has some... Well, a new lawyer, a high-profile uh, lawyer who's known for uh, overturning some other wrongful convictions. Um, I, I wonder where Stephen Avery's case goes from here, and, and does what's happening with Brendan Dassey have, have any bearing on, on Stephen Avery's case? You know, I don't think there's a clear connection between the two. Uh, you know, as we discussed, Dassey's conviction was based on his confession, or at least what was purported to be his confession at the time. Uh, it's a very different situation for Stephen Avery. He was tried separately, and uh, his conviction was based primarily on DNA evidence linking him to the murder victim, Teresa Halbach. So he doesn't have the same type of constitutional rights case that Dassey brought. If, Av- if Avery's new lawyer is going to get another day in court, she's going to have to develop new information. So that might be new testing of the evidence, might be a new witness. But something like that would have to be established in order for Avery to have another uh, another day in court. Right. I, I, I mean, I guess the the only connection would be that if we are now saying, or the system is now saying, that Brendan had nothing to do with this. Uh, I mean, it's it's a big hole in in the narrative, the the narrative around what happened that day. Well, yeah, maybe be a little cautious on saying Brendan didn't have anything to do with it. But we really don't know. To right. what extent, if any, he had a role. You know, again, the federal judge that threw out his conviction didn't make a judgment on the evidence. He didn't rule that Dassey was innocent or guilty or not guilty. He just said that his rights were violated. So, you know, what makes it so difficult to sort out Dassey's role is all the various uh, questioning sessions that were done. And because some of them, at least, you know, involved the investigators, um, quote unquote, feeding him information. You know, it becomes very difficult going forward to to ascertain what role, if any, you know, did he participate in the murder as he ultimately confessed to doing? Or was he, you know, simply pressured into that confession? Um, did he have a role in perhaps hiding the body? Did he have no role at all? You know, very difficult to sort that out. But what is clear is that if down the road um, there were another retrial of the state, um, you know, is unsuccessful in its appeal efforts and would have to go to a, a second trial. Uh, it would appear to be a very difficult case for them to make against Dassey because there is not physical evidence linking him to the crimes. And if his confession or big parts of his confession uh, are not allowable in court, um, it would be a difficult case to convict him again. Yeah, indeed it would be. Well, we'll see what happens from here. In the meantime, uh, more of the, the Journal Sentinel, jsonline.com. Tom, thanks so much for joining us here. Really appreciate it.
You're welcome. All right. Tom Kirscher is a reporter with Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. In fact, if you've watched Making a Murderer, you probably uh, saw Tom. Uh, he was on one of the episodes. Uh, so that, that's where things stand. So Brenda Dassey was ordered released from prison. I don't think he has been yet. Uh, the state's attorney general moved to block the release, so that, that's held it up. But he has been ordered released. It was a 17-page ruling issued Monday by U.S. Magistrate Judge William Duffin. Now, again, not to say that this is an innocent man who ought to be freed, but that his rights were violated, that he was tricked into confessing. Now, what makes him so significant, of course, is that were he not implicated in the murder, he would have been a witness for the defense. He would have been an alibi of sorts for Stephen Avery. That I couldn't have killed that woman. Here's what I was doing that day. We were hanging out, and my nephew was here, and we had a bonfire, et cetera. Uh, and, I, I mean, debate still rages about uh, Stephen Avery and, and whether he killed the photographer, and there, there's damning evidence. There's also maybe reason to believe that some of that evidence is questionable, or some might have even been planted. And maybe we'll never know for sure. But you look at what happened to Brendan Dassey. And I think it is, uh, there, there's a broader issue here for the justice system. Because here was someone who didn't have the means to hire, you know, a, a slick defense team. He was given a public attorney. The public defender looks at this case, says, well, I don't know. I'm not going to get this guy off. My best bet here is to just get him to plead guilty. Just try for the best. Let's resolve it as quickly as possible. And so this guy never really got a fair shot. His lawyer decided, I got to get this guy to agree that he did it. I got to get a plea deal here. And his rights were violated in the process. It was really unfortunate. So, better late than never. This is all 10, 11 years ago. But a significant development this week. 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.